It's a minute report for America. The media is ignoring the most dangerous challenge in America's history. Welcome to the world famous Jiggy Jaguar radio program. Broadcasting live from Hutchinson, Kansas. Well, I'm sitting here with a linguist. I had a linguist. no idea. <laughs> I, love I didn't that. know you were, but I didn't know that you were a wordsmith. <laughs> Call Jiggy right now. Two six seven twenty two Jiggy. Hey, Jiggy, what's happening, man? You must be that uh, David Bowie song. Jiggy Break Guitar Jeff. It's a great name, man. Thanks so much for having me on the show. Presenting. I'm, I'm Mike Massey, and, uh, you know, you can catch me on Jiggy Jag TV and uh, see a few of my tricks up there. Thank you very much. Jiggy Jaguar. I never knew what freedom was until I saw you lose yours. Welcome to our special edition of the world-famous Jiggy Jaguar radio program. Friday edition here on Red Nation Radio. Tune in, iTunes Radio Loyalty. We are going to go to the telephones. We've got our good friend Josh Bernstein with us today. He joins us live, and uh, Richard Kurtz will be with us along here in a few. And uh, today's topic, Obama's excuse tour the rip rap for a smooth transition and uh no matter how you do it the the uh, relocation is disruptive you've got to put your current life into boxes move them and unpack your new life never fun not for you not for me nor the changing of occupants at the white house the administrative change affects the entire nation so every needed patch should be cleared with more than lip service has been the style of respect preceding uh, first families being consistent mr obama has brought in truck loads of riprap to enhance his idea of a smooth transition and with us today our good friend talk talk show host mr josh bernstein and uh tell us a little bit about this transition that's 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 taking place from what you've heard and some of your sources and different things about what's going on over there between president-elect uh trump and the current president obama well first of all let's just hope and pray that they don't steal the china or the W's from the keyboards or anything like that, <laughs> you know, like the Clintons did. Uh, yes. Hopefully they have a little bit more class, not much more, but a little bit more class than uh, the Clintons. Uh, look, I think um, many presidents have really set the, president, the precedence here for yes. the transition of power. But in recent times, George W. Bush and Laura Bush, I think, really, really did a fantastic job and they really set the standard in the last, you know, couple of uh, administrations that it is an extremely important thing to make sure that it is a smooth transition. I think that Barack Obama and Michelle Obama learned from George W. Bush and Laura Bush on the smooth transition. Uh, I'm hoping that they will continue that legacy. And then one day when President Trump, uh, after his two terms, let's hope, uh, has to send it on over to somebody else that he does the same thing. But I think that what's more important is Obama's parting shots as he is in Greece, which, let's not forget, has had horrific financial difficulties because of the weight of socialism on their own country. He gets up there and he says that he's done a great job as president of the United States, and then he says, which I think is just incredible, he uses it, the word, indisputable. It is indisputable that he was a great president. <laughs> I mean, this guy is just on cloud nine when it comes to reality. Uh, he's been horrible, absolutely horrible. He's responsible for, let's see, the race wars, for global chaos, for a resurgent Russia, for a belligerent Iran, for a crazy North Korea, uh, you know, the entire Middle East is a tinderbox waiting to explode. Uh, I think he's been terrible. An emerging China, uh, trade and deficits, more spending than all presidents combined yes. in his eight years. I think he's been an absolute disaster. The, the creator of the race wars, uh, race relations haven't been this bad, I think, pr- practically ever. And I think that, uh, you know, he's just been a disaster. So for him with a straight face to tell a foreign audience that it is indisputable that he's been a great president is just beyond laughable. We've got Josh Bernstein with us today. I believe we also have Richard Kurtz in here as well. Richard, how are you? Hiding here in the corner. <laughs> <doing just fine. laughs> 
Now, um, we were talking there with Josh about some of this, uh, this basically this riprap, this, this smooth transition. Um, Obama promises to do all he can, but just like the way he admired President Bush, uh, do you, do, 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 where, where do you see things unfolding here between Trump and, uh, and Obama? Okay. He admires George Bush about it or appreciates anything about George Bush just about as much as I appreciate almost anything about him. <laughs> um, the guy, the guy, I, I, I have to say, uh, I have no idea how he can keep a straight face, but that's good. This is good. There's a place for him in Hollywood. <laughs> uh, but Under table. Well, that too, Josh. <laughs> You're right. Do you know what riprap, riprap actually is? No, I have no clue. Okay. That's way that's seen? way above my pay grade. Uh, actually, it's <laughs> way below your pay grade. If, if you've ever seen a jetty or a uh, um, an area where where water meets uh, land or any place where there's erosion, where they dump those huge chunks of rock that just kind of stick to each other because they're all sharp and heavy. Yes. And the ocean the ocean can't move them. Those piles of rock are called riprap. And uh, Obama's idea of of a smooth transition is taking truckloads of this and put it, putting it in Trump's path. <laughs> well, <laughs> you know there is, no, yeah. This is this is my construction background coming out here. There's no question in my mind that all this guy, I don't know what he wants to do, but everything he's doing is set up to make life difficult on Donald Trump. Yes, uh, I can make some guesstimates as to why, but I'm not a psychiatrist. Okay. Uh, I can't judge this guy's motives. I can just look at his conduct and figure out what this kind of conduct would lead to and just connect the dots. He's had a program right along of bringing America down. Yeah. and, 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 you know, this is just along with it. This makes things particularly difficult for an incoming president when he turns around to our allies and our enemies. And, uh... And creates uncertainty. And that's all he's done. And he's done it on our dime, just like he went campaigning for Hillary on our dime to cover his own uh, complicity in her failure to protect our security. Um, mm-hmm. I, I have... I cannot attribute any sort of positive agenda to his conduct. That's the kindest thing I can say. And as far as Josh saying that he's just been an absolute disaster, I don't think the disaster has taken place yet, but he's done everything he could to line us up for it. Um, you know, I, I can't imagine what the uh, the Prime Minister of Japan must be thinking. Um, you know, it's okay to hear somebody campaigning and rhetoric, and we're going to make them straighten out their economies so that they don't play with their currency and screw with us and... We haven't had the best deals from them. And, you know, they can listen to all that as campaign rhetoric. But when the sitting president of the United States comes out and says, hmm, you know, I'm not really sure what's going to happen to you. Why do you say that? <laughs> Why do you come out and do that? You know, it's, it's like the apology tour, except this is his disruption tour. This is his excuse tour. You know, right. it can't be my fault that, that we got voted out. It has to be. It has to be someone else's fault. It's you know. Uh, it must be the great right wing conspiracy again. <laughs> We've got Josh Bernstein with us today. We also have Richard Kerr Strategies PR, and we're talking today about the Obamas. Excuse tour, this uh, riprap for a smooth transition, and uh, what, what what do you make of this excuse tour, Josh? Well, I think it's just like it was when he was first selected. Let's use that word. Uh, back in 2008, where the first thing he did was he went on a foreign apologizing for America tour, and he went to uh, foreign countries and apologized for America's might and for America's exceptionalism and saying that America's, you know, not a Christian nation and not a this nation and that nation, and just an absolute embarrassment. I mean, I was embarrassed. Many Americans were embarrassed. We couldn't believe that a brand-new president would literally take this type of attitude towards the rest of the world, it was almost as if, you know, he wanted to represent us so bad just to bring us down a notch 
uh, and take away our exceptionalism. And, and that's what it's been, honestly, for the past eight years. And I'll show you how it's going to be so different. Donald Trump has not even been sworn in yet, and you have uh, Ford now saying that they're going to keep their production of Ford truck lines uh, here in America, I believe in Ohio, as a matter of fact. Uh, now you also have uh, Justin Trudeau, the prime minister in, uh, in Canada, now saying that he's ready to negotiate, uh, renegotiate NAFTA. Also, the, the Mexican president said the exact same thing. So you now have all of these foreign leaders, including Vladimir Putin, saying that he's looking forward to working with him to defeat ISIS. I mean, he hasn't even taken office yet, and yet you have all of these foreign leaders realizing the Reagan effect that this guy is going to be similar to a Ronald Reagan. He's not going to take any crap from anybody. He's not afraid to mix things up and, and make sure that there's no stagnation in his administration. We've already seen him take uh, Mike Pence and promote him over Chris Christie for the transition team. He, this is a guy who won the election, not on one, not on two, but on his third campaign manager. So he's not afraid to mix things up. I predict that there's going to be a ton of turnover in the Trump administration in the first four years, and that's a good thing, not a bad thing. And uh, I just think yep. that he's going to do what he needs to do to get things done. Two words, Richard. What? You're fired. <laughs> exactly. You're doing All you have to do is watch The Apprentice. Watch The Apprentice and see how he deals, and you'll see. I mean, I know it's television and everything else, but it gives you a good insight into not only his life and his lifestyle and his mannerism, but how he attacks an issue and how he questions people when he wants a certain answer and response. Uh, I started watching some of the old Apprentice shows, and I'll tell you, if he's going to govern that same way, America's going to be in very good shape very soon. Well, and see, this is the thing, Rich, that there, there is a lot going on uh, with this, and uh, that there, there seems to be a, a lot of folks going in and out. Uh, I know that uh, one of the big things that, that happened today is that Apple may start producing iPhones in the United States. So mm -hmm. it, it, this is this is basically, you know, Trump is it, it it's either it's either bring the bring the jobs back or you know there's going to be some problems. Well, you know, if you've ever watched Shark Tank, and I enjoy watching it, I enjoy watching it less now, the more I hear more Cuban open his dumb mouth. Uh, <laughs> but, but what I like about that is when people come into a situation and they've developed a business to a certain point or an idea to a certain point, they turn around to these very accomplished people and say, okay, I'm ready to give up some portion of what I've created and give you substantial profits if you kick open some doors for us that we can't even knock on. And what Trump can do from where he's been is he can pick up the phone and call the president of Ford. He can pick up the phone and call this guy or that guy. Or he can make a noise like he made about NATO and saying, you guys aren't even on paper addressing terrorism. And next week, wow, lo and behold, they're addressing terrorism. Um, mm -hmm. It's, it's, he's not forcing these people in the corner. He's getting their attention. And he's letting them know that alongside making profits, you've got to work on making things better for America. Because otherwise, your profits are shallow. You know, uh, 80 years from now, 100 years from now, your great-grandchildren are not going to have a place to spend this money because we won't be here. Uh, if we don't, if we don't shore up, shore up the walls, and 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 have a country that's based on laws, not a country that's based on politics. Amen. Uh, and I th I think he's going to do that because I don't think he owes anybody uh, anything other than what he said he was going to do. That that exactly. is exactly. Yeah. And Mike Pence, by the way, uh, just had a meeting with the House Republicans. And he told them, Donald Trump is a man of action, and we've got a lot of things that we're going to be throwing at you legislatively, so we need you all on board and buckle up because it's coming, and it's coming fast, and it's coming hard. So uh, he's, going to hit the he's going to hit the ground running like, like you can't believe. And, 
You know, one thing I want to say, uh, Jiggy, is yeah. I've been known to give a lot of different, you know, nicknames for certain people. <laughs> Paul Ryan, Mitch yes. McConnell. I've got a new one for the millennial generation. I don't want to call them millennials. I want to call them perennials, as in weak, wilted flowers. Okay? Because what they have become and what they have uh, generated on college campuses all around America is just the absolute weakness. God forbid this generation was fighting in World War II, we'd all be dead or speaking German. Okay? It's just a disaster, and I blame their parents, too, and the school administrators for indoctrinating these kids. They feel like they're victims. They feel like everything is supposed to be given to them. They don't know what reality is. They've got puppies, ice cream, pizza parties. They can skip classes. Well, I mean, it's just unbelievable. You know, there's a state lawmaker in Iowa who just came out with a bill called the Suck It Up buttercup bill believe it or not that's its name <laughs> and what he wants to do is he wants to defund colleges that coddle these kids and i love this legislation i hope and pray it spreads like wildflower or perennials all around the nation that is a heck of a deal <laughs> that is i have to tell you as somebody that loves to play with words josh that is just excellent <laughs> Thank you. <laughs> you can use it. You can use it. I like using. I like coming up with funny things. That, you know, it works. Works good for YouTube video titles too. <laughs> That's awesome. Now, uh, but before we let go, go ahead, Rich. We, we're up against the clock here. Go, go ahead, my friend. Go ahead. I'm hanging. Um, Josh, but before we, uh, before we let everybody go, I want to, I want to cover one quick topic. Uh, I know that you are a representative with AMAC. Uh, t- tell us how they're viewing the uh, Trump administration. Well, I think we're, we're viewing it as positive as anybody else because we understand that by bringing in more money into the system, it is less likely that you're ever going to have to cut Social Security, Medicare, Medicaid, or any of the other things that the Democrats have always wanted to do. So from that standpoint, we see, we see great potential. Not to mention the fact that I just had Dr. Ted Noel on the program, who is a retired doctor in Florida, and he was talking about the different proposals that the House Republicans have, as well as some other groups, and he actually mentioned on my show, without me even bringing it up, AMAC's best plan, and AMAC's best plan is a fantastic replacement, possible replacement, for Obamacare, and uh, folks can go to amac.us and learn more about it. Also, uh, just mention my name, Josh Bernstein, that uh, you heard me on the Jiggy Jaguar show, and we'll even give you a free membership to check us out. AMAC is the Association of Mature American Citizens. We are the conservative alternative to groups out there like AARP. Well, uh, Josh and uh, Rich, I appreciate you guys making time for us. Uh, Thanks for being with us. And, uh, Rich, uh, I will be in touch with you about the television show this evening, and uh, we will will get this thing rolling. Thank you, guys. Appreciate it. No problem. Thank you. Appreciate it, guys. All right. We'll talk soon. Thank you, guys. We're going to take a break. That was Skype Audio with Josh Bernstein. More coming up. It's a minute report for America. The media is ignoring the most dangerous challenge in America's history. Barely remarked upon in either electronic or print journalism, and little more than an extremely brief afterthought in presidential debate questioning, Moscow's extraordinary military buildup, its blatant preparations for a major conflict with the United States, and its aggressive actions across the face of the globe have received less attention than the Kardashians' wardrobe. Russia has become the world's foremost nuclear power thanks to the Obama-Clinton reset, which gave the Kremlin the lead in nuclear weapons. Moscow's resumption of nuclear armed patrols off the coast of the U.S. and its use of Nicaragua as a landing site for its atomic bomb-bearing aircraft hardly gets mentioned outside of defense-oriented publications. 
Putin's $800 billion hike in military spending doesn't make a dent in the headlines. I'm Frank Fenuccio. Read more at USAGovPolicy.com. Now, the Jiggy Jaguar Show on JiggyJaguar.com. My thanks to Josh Bernstein and Richard Curtis from Strategies PR. We had to cut them short because we were trying to get a, try to get our next guest, Matthew DeMar, on. He, of course, is nowhere to be found. So I cut them off for no reason. So here's this. This call is now being recorded. Hey, James, how are you? Chef George, how are you this morning? Very well. Thanks for having me on. Now, let's talk a little bit about the latest. Tell us about it all. Absolutely. You know, a lot of people ask me, how do I not get stressed during the holiday season when it comes to cooking? And for me, the ultimate tip on making entertaining effortless is to have the experts do it for you. I propose building your own Thanksgiving and holiday dinner with Omaha Steaks, a 100-year-old family-owned company. Simply choose your main dish like a whole basted turkey or a spiral sliced ham, then add your sides and desserts. You can order at omahasteaks.com for four, eight, or ten guests, or call them or visit them at any of their 70 retail stores so you can spend more time with your family and less time in the kitchen. So how about some side dishes? Now, you know, if you're like me, you want to make sure those side dishes stand out. Celebrating over 60 years, the green bean casserole is the classic Thanksgiving side dish with the key ingredient being French's crispy fried onions. Now they have a new recipe that's becoming a favorite amongst families. You can find them at French's.com. It's called the French's Crunchy Onion Bacon Potatoes. It's two layers of creamy mashed potatoes, crunchy bacon, cheddar cheese, and French's crispy fried onions. Or you can spice it up with their new jalapeno flavor. All right, speaking of comfort foods, chicken pot pie happens to be one of my all-time favorites. And Marie Callender's has you covered there with tender all-white meat chicken, carrots, celery, peas. It's all baked in a flaky golden crust. And the best part is that their family-sized chicken pot pie, well, that can be used to make tasty holiday appetizers like chicken pot pie empanadas and even chicken pot pie pizza. So once you're done serving all that, you got to serve some coffee. And at the top of the coffee lover's wish list is the Jura Z6. Your guests will be wowed with the lattes, macchiatos, cappuccinos, flat whites, and so much more at the touch of a button. It has an amazing feature called a pulse extraction process that brews the most flavorful espresso and gives you really that true bean-to-cup experience that's freshly ground, not capsuled. And best of all, it has an automatic filtration system, and it's a cinch to clean and maintain. With that coffee, dessert. That's right, it's time for dessert. Growing up as a kid now, during the holidays, it meant that I got to enjoy my favorite desserts using Hershey's. These are Hershey's Kitchen Sea Salt Caramel Chips. They're gluten-free, no artificial flavors, no preservatives. They're creamy caramel chips with a perfect hint of sea salt to spice up your desserts. You can find recipes at Hershey'sKitchens.com, including my infamous ooey-gooey deep-fried sea salt caramel chip cookie dough and also my sea salt caramel pumpkin pancakes. Who says you can't serve pancakes for dessert, right? Yes, indeed. Now, if you're looking for all these recipes and so much more, just head out to DailyLounge.com, James. Fantastic. Have yourself a wonderful morning. Thank you so much. Happy holidays. Did life start in some sort of primordial soup, as evolutionists believe? This is the Creation Moments Minute. Over the years, evolutionists have presented several scenarios of how life might have started. They've suggested isolated ponds, pools of water on the sides of volcanoes and in the oceans. But let's see what mathematics has to say about all this. If you start with non-living materials, the chance of getting a DNA molecule with the ability to reproduce is 100 billion billion to 1. The chance of getting a minimal cell works out to one chance out of one, followed by 4,478,296 zeros. Evolutionists can't give you any evidence for the origin of life. But we know that God is the source of all life, including yours and mine. It has always been so and will always be so. For CreationMomentsMinute.com, I'm Darren Marlar. Back to the Jiggy Jaguar Show on the network. I think we're getting a call, but I'm not sure... 
It is the world famous Cheeky Jaguar radio program, coast to coast and boulder to boulder on tune. iTunes Radio Loyalty Stitcher. Brand new Jiggy Jaguar app available in the app stores, JiggyJaguar.us. You can stream the show live. 24-7 replay, exclusive news and programming information all available on our fantastic app. Downloaded in both the Google Store and the iPhone Store, all that stuff. Social media, everything is available there inside of the app. So check it out today. Live from Salina tonight, we will be live. If you're listening to us on the stream, we're going to go to our guest here in just a few seconds. But uh, if you're listening to us on the stream over there at JiggyJaguar.com tonight, we will be live from Salina at 7 Central, 8 Eastern. We'll do an election wrap-up, but we're going to go to the telephones. We've got a great guest with us, I believe, on the line. Uh, Mr. Matt, how are you, sir? What? All right, how are you? What's happening? Now, uh, tell us a little bit about uh, this this Make America Great Again video. Uh, this thing is going viral. It's all over the place. Tell us a little bit about this. Well, you know, it's th- thanks for having me on. You know, yes. it's so funny because, you know, I'm a businessman. I'm in real estate and restaurant business, and I used to be a rapper back in the 90s. Today, I'm just a straight businessman. And, you know, I look at the young people, and I say to myself, when the election was going on, how are we going to reach the millennials? And how do we reach the young people? And, you know, young people listen to music. They're on the Internet and so forth and so on. So I got together with my partner, Greg DeVio, and I said, let's just make a record. I mean, I think if I get out there and I see this, this you know, 48-year-old businessman rapping, they're going to pay attention. And uh, and that's what I did. I, I put together a song called uh, Make America Great by Political Panic. It's on YouTube. It's, it's, it's definitely a funny thing. And we do some funny stuff against Hillary and a whole bunch of other things. And, we actually mentioned a lot of important stuff as well. And at the same time, you know, we're putting a positive message across and uh, with some great music and trying to tell everyone we want America to be great. We want Trump to win. And you know what? He won. Yes. Yes, he did. Now now tell us a little bit about uh, uh, what 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 kind of traffic and things your video's been getting since, uh, since the win. Well, it's so crazy because it just keeps, I mean, every day it just keeps going up and up. It's just unbelievable. We look and we laugh. And when we put, first put this thing out, Honestly, we just thought it was going to be a local thing. Just try to get on Long Island and New York. Because honestly, we you know we knew New York wasn't wasn't going to really going to push for Trump, and you know we wanted to really push the New Yorkers and and try to get some of the younger people that we knew and the business people to pay attention to maybe if they saw some of our views because some of the people didn't really understand that Hillary Clinton was taking farm money and all this other stuff. And I had so many people reach out and be like, "Wow, I didn't know she took farm money." And you'd be surprised (laughs) yourself for me that watches the news. A lot of young people, they go to work, they come home, and then I catch the news. They don't know really what's going on. They just hear bickering back and forth. They don't know what's real and what's not real. So, you know, getting getting the message out there in a fun, musical way kind of got got some people saying, hey, you know what, I'm going to vote for him now. And, and then what ended up happening was it just kind of took a life of its own and sort of spread across the country. I mean, all over. It was pretty interesting. We've got a uh, great guest with us today. He joins us live here on our broadcast talking a little bit about this uh, Make America Great Again video. It's gone viral. We've got the uh, artist with us today, M- M- Mr. Uh, Matt DeMar, the political panic. He's uh, made himself available today to talk about President-elect Donald Trump and also uh, talking about this incredible video. Now, what, what, in, what inspired you guys to put this together besides the campaign itself? You know what? Oh, besides the campaign itself, honestly, I've been—I did music my whole life, but over the last few years, I've been strictly business. You know, I, I focused on a business career because I didn't want to be a struggling musician. And my, a lot of my friends still are musicians. They make money, they do it for a living. But I got into business, real estate, the restaurant business. And my buddies kept saying, "Oh, you're so great at music. Let's do it. Let's do it." And I said, "I'm 48 years old. I'm a businessman. What am I going to rap about? Someone didn't pay the rent. Someone doesn't want to come to the restaurant." What was I going to rap about? You know, when I rapped back in the 90s, I was a young guy, and I rapped about dance music in the clubs and stuff like that. So all of a sudden, when I saw this happening with Donald Trump and the politics, I said, you know what? No one's talking about politics, let alone no one's talking about Donald Trump in a positive light, and I believe him. So I said, what a perfect platform to get back out there and uh, have some fun and, and put a record out. And uh, like I said, very surprisingly, it uh, took a life on its own, and I'm real happy with it because I really enjoy making music. And I enjoyed doing the song. It was a lot of fun. I mean, we really wrote the song in one day. We recorded it in one day. We shot the video in one day. 
and we put it out. <laughs> Jeez. Now, uh, this, this, this video has definitely taken a life of its own. Uh, are you inspired to do a follow-up or anything with this? Well, as a matter of fact, as we speak, I am on my way to the studio to do a follow-up. I absolutely am, because I've had a lot of people, this thing, a lot of people I've spoke to on different radio stations across the country have said to me, you got to do more. We love what you're doing. There's nobody really like you out there, no one in your age bracket, no one that's really talking about politics in this way. And I said, you know what? I'm definitely going to do it. So I do a little follow-up working on right now. And, uh, you know, listen, you know, I, I, I'm really hoping maybe Donald Trump will call me when he's getting sworn in and say, hey, Matt, come on down. Let's make America great together. I'd love to sing for him. <laughs> <laughs> that's awesome. Now, uh, but before we let you go, if people want to get a hold of you online or see the video, uh, how yeah. exactly do they do that? Well, if you want to get a hold of me, please, I'm on Twitter at Matthew Demar. I'm also on Facebook at Matthew Demar. It's M-A-T-T-H-E-W Demar. And uh, Instagram as well. And then on YouTube, you can check out uh, Political Panic, and the song's called Make America Great Again. It's Political Panic, Make America Great Again. It'll pop up. But otherwise, yeah, please, everyone, friend me on Facebook. Come see me on Twitter. I love I love getting new friends and stuff. So please, you check it out. I always put updates on and what's going on. And, uh, please, everyone, God bless America, and, and let's make Donald Trump make America great again. Definitely. Well, I appreciate it, my friend. Thanks for talking to us, and uh, we'll talk to you soon. Thanks for being with us. Thanks again for your time. God bless. Stay well. Appreciate it, brother. That was Matthew DeMar. We've got more coming up. Chris Markowski, your watchdog on Wall Street, and this is your watchdog on Wall Street Money Minute. I think it was uh, liberal hack David Axelrod that coined the phrase astroturfing, like a false rally or false something. But anyway, I, you know, I think we've got a lot of astroturf stories now, fake stories. Uh, you want to know what a fake story is? This whole discrimination case, discrimination law story, LGBT, all this nonsense. Um, I said in my radio program today that... Um, the LGBT community. And, and what, why, why exactly is it a community? Am I a part of the Italian, Polish, heterosexual community? It's so ridiculous the way we group people. But anyway, um, these people have a, um, a better chance of getting bit by a shark, struck by lightning, and winning the lotto today than they do of getting kicked out of a restaurant having a meal. The whole thing is patently absurd. Watchdogonwallstreet.com now being recorded James. Oh, hi, James. Good morning. How are you? I'm doing great. How are you doing? Pretty good, actually. Where do we start on all this today? Where are we starting? Yes, yes. Okay, where, where great. Are we oh, my goodness. Okay, so we're all about some entertaining. I... Robin Moreno, lifestyle expert, and let's start somewhere that's stylish and functional um, and is something that everybody loves and probably needs, which is coffee. So Keurig has a limited edition K250 Brewer, which comes in this fabulous Pantone color of the year, which is called Serenity. 
I don't know if you know this, but every year the Pantone Institute names certain colors to be the color of the year, the super on trend, and one of them is Serenity. It's a beautiful, almost lilac blue. So it's just a gorgeous machine that looks beautiful in your kitchen, adds a nice pop of color. It's very sleek and compact, so it doesn't take a lot of space. But what I really like about the Brewer is that it's perfect for summer entertaining. So we know that Keurig, they are genius because they do their single pods, but they also, this machine, also at the touch of a button, um, can do a four-cup carafe, which is perfect if you're hosting a brunch or after dinner, and you really want to spend time with your friends and not in the kitchen sort of queuing up your machine. Um, you know, in addition, they also come in wonderful seasonal flavors like a Green Mountain Coffee Island Coconut, which is light roasted, it's sweet and creamy, it's really gorgeous, and it's also um, fair trade certified, so it tastes good and you're doing good, which is important. So get more info at Keurig.com. Now, when it comes to summer entertaining, I'm all about themes, and one that I'm really loving um, right now is Italian because it's a big Italian holiday coming up, which is called Ferragosto. Have you ever heard of it? No, 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 no. Yeah, I don't know if you have or not, but it is. Um, it dates back centuries, and it is a time which marks the end of the long harvest season. So it's when the aristocrats and the field workers would sit down together and share a meal. Um, so it's almost like Thanksgiving, but in summer, and it's really perfect for you and easy for you to replicate in your own backyard. All you need is some good food and also some gorgeous wine. Um, wine that I particularly love is from a company called Barone Fini. Um, I love them because they source all the grapes from old vines that are hand harvested and really subject to these rigorous hand sorting processes. So they ensure you only get the best quality fruit, which is awesome. For the summer, I really love their Pinot Grigio. It is crisp. It's really clean. It has hints of melon and apple, and it really pairs nicely with your summer food. So whether it's going to be a seafood, a chicken, a white pasta, it's just absolutely gorgeous. If you like reds, their Morlot is fantastic. It really is very smooth, very balanced. It has um, hints of plum and cherry, and it's really enjoyed with flavorful Italian dishes. So anything seasoned with garlic, rosemary, sage, um, it's just fantastic. So I'm all about throwing your own Ferragosto party with some exceptional wine and having lots of fun. And, of course, no Italian celebration would be complete without an artisanal antipasto platter. Um, so something fab that's founded in Sonoma in the heart of the wine country, we're talking about wine, is Crave. And Crave has literally redefined the jerky category with their color and inspiration and their artisanal meat products. So they come in a variety of gourmet flavors, such as pineapple orange beef, black cherry barbecue pork, and basil citrus turkey. Um, Crave is all natural. They're gluten-free. And they actually have this proprietary process that makes them super tender and moist. So they're the perfect snack to serve up at your next summer soiree. Fantastic. Yeah, lots of, lots of fun stuff here. Well, where can we go for more information? Yeah, for more information on some entertaining tips, you can go to robinmoreno.com. Fantastic. Have yourself a wonderful weekend. Of course. Thank you so much. Check out audibletrial.com slash J-A-G-U-A-R. For you, the listeners of the Jiggy Jaguar Experience, Audible is offering a free audiobook download with a free 30-day trial to give you the opportunity to check out their service. Personally, I recommend End of Watch by Stephen King. Check out audible.com. It is amazing. Check out A-U-D-I-B-L-E-T-R-I-A-L.com slash J-A-G-U-A-R. That's audibletrial.com slash J-A-G-U-A-R. To download your free audiobook today, go to audibletrial.com slash jaguar. Again, that's audibletrial.com slash jaguar for your free audiobook. It's a minute report for America. Moscow has once again become a major armed threat. Indeed, it is now in a stronger position than it was during the first Cold War, thanks in equal measure to the bellicosity of Vladimir Putin and the underfunding of Western military budgets. For far too long, the defense budgets of the United States and to an even greater extent those of our NATO allies have not kept up with the growing threats from Russia, China, Iran, and North Korea. NATO Secretary General Jen Stoltenberg has released his annual report on the challenges facing the alliance. 
He notes that the security environment in 2015 was one of complex challenges and unpredictable threats to the safety of citizens in the Euro-Atlantic area and around the world. He notes that NATO is vital to deter Russia and others from taking aggressive action. The trend needs to be reversed before it is too late. I'm Frank Fernuccio. Read more at usagovpolicy.com. Call is now being recorded. Okay. Great. Hi, James. How are you? Good morning, Bahar. How are you? Awesome. Thank you. Well, go ahead and uh, give us give us the latest here, my friend. There's the, there's a lot to cover here. Okay. So obviously it's summertime. People want to have fun. They want to enjoy themselves. So I'm all about you know indulging here and there. And I found a really nice um, candy that is called. Hi Chew, and this is Japan's number one chewy candy. But here in the U.S., it's gaining popularity.、Um, so you might, you know, see this at some of your favorite stores. These are basically chewy candies that are made with real fruit juices and purees. So they come in a variety of flavors, like mango, strawberry, grape, green apple, banana. You name it,、um, and because they're nice and chewy, they have a long-lasting flavor and they're delicious. So good for kids, good for adults, perfect for the summertime. Well, what else do you have for us? I know you've got a lot of good stuff this morning. Thank you. Well, the other thing I wanted to mention is an awesome beverage for the summertime. So, if you're hosting a party, you're going to the beach,、um, you're lounging around in the pool, and you're looking for a fun beverage,、um, you want to check out Truly Spiked and Sparkling. So, this is a spiked sparkling water, which I think is pretty awesome. It's got a hint of fruit. A touch of alcohol, five percent alcohol, and it's only one hundred calories. So it's a really refreshing, crisp, clean alternative to your typical beers and wines and cocktails. And、um, you know, you can't see the bottle, but it's a very sleek little glass bottle, and it comes in three different flavors: Colima lime, grapefruit, and pomelo, and pomegranate. So something fun and different to serve up to your guests this summertime. Well,、uh, where can we go for more information? For more info, you want to check out HiChew.com and TrulySpikedAndSparkling.com. You can also follow me on social media.、Uh, Bahar Tak T A K is where you'll find me. Good stuff. Well, I always enjoy speaking with you. Thanks for bringing us、uh, some incredible, incredible stuff this morning, my friend. Thanks, James. Have a good day. Thank you much. Hello, everybody. I'm Kip Marlowe, author of The Entrepreneurs: Success and Sacrifice. If you're interested in starting a business, growing your current one, or just need some inspiration, this is the book for you. Learn the secrets of success from entrepreneurs like Arlene Neen, who just started her seventh company at the age of 96. Order it at ecrsuccess.com or at Amazon, and learn 22 stories of ordinary people who became wildly successful. It could change your life. This is the Risk Takers from Entrepreneurs Club Radio. He bought his first calculator at eight, and his first computer, an Apple II, at fifteen, which he promptly took apart. He attended high school in Houston, selling subscriptions to the local paper in the summer. Being a budding entrepreneur, he discovered that people who moved into the area on a permanent basis were more likely to purchase. So he collected names of people from marriage and mortgage applications. And started making cold calls. He earned eighteen thousand dollars that year, exceeding the income of his history and economics teachers combined. The entrepreneurial bug stayed with him as he attended the University of Texas, where he started the Dell Computer Company out of his dorm room. The rest is history. Michael Dell built his company into a giant in the high-tech industry and became a billionaire. Mr. Dell's drive to succeed was his secret to success. Do you have that drive? Jiggy Jaguar, the 2008 Community Access Television Rookie of the Year, and the Jiggy Jaguar Radio Show on the network and JiggyJaguar.com. I still think the whole thing about me being the Rookie of the Year still makes them angry, even though 
We've been welcomed back with open arms, and we have a uh, television show, ironically, this evening at Access. But either way, <laughs> 47 minutes after the hour, welcome back to the big broadcast. And uh, it's time for our customized Wall Street segment. We've got Mr. Harvey, Re- Harvey Neiman with us today. He joins us live and uh, live from San Diego today. CustomizedWallStreet.com is the website Crafting the recovery. For most of us, the presidential election cycle is over, and it's time to get back to work and to get employable Americans back to work. Many Americans feel that we have not yet enjoyed a full economic recovery since the bottom in 2009, and that success of Wall Street since 2009 is not filtered down to Main Street. The chicken and egg issue of the economic recovery and more jobs is on the front burner, and as usual, there are lots of questions. Harvey Neiman, our contributing expert on the investment markets, is back with us today to give us the insight into helpful and hopeful recovery cycle. Welcome back to the broadcast. Mr. Harvey, how are you, sir? Well, I have to say aloha because I'm speaking to you from Princeville near Honolulu Bay on the beautiful Garden Island of Hawaii. Oh, look at that. Uh, I'm taking a two-week vacation, but I do not forget my Jiggy Jaguar radio appearance. (laughs) Well, that's good. That's good. I don't don't know how many hours the time change is, but I know it's earlier for me than for you. Ah, okay. Well, I I appreciate you checking in with us. Um, Most people feel that the key to full economic recovery is putting more people back to work which President-elect Trump has promised to do. How can the new president create more jobs for Americans to help us regain our prosperity, Mr. Harvey? Well, of course, that's uh, really for Mr. Trump to figure out, but there is uh, a lot of talk about that. And he has his choices, no matter who would be elected president, and it's uh, Donald who's going to be our commander-in-chief starting in January. There are public sector jobs and there are private sector jobs yes he wants to deal with and if he wants to deal with his own party that 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 wants to reduce spending then maybe the public sector jobs will not be his first choice he wants to encourage corporate america uh to to get americans back to work and uh, i think that involves a little bit of retraining people who lost Say a coal industry that was a classic industry uh, over the last years as a source of energy, those people may have to learn a a little more of a tech-oriented job, uh, whether they work on the assembly lines with robots in the auto industry or whether they learn to work in the utility industry where they modernize the way of delivering electric power and alternative power, solar energy, wind energy. So creating these jobs will be a goal, but to put uh, keep a promise of putting millions of Americans back to work, I think his advisors and Mr. Trump will, will have to think seriously about a concerted effort to get us productive again. We've got Harvey Neiman uh, with those us are today. On that. Well, and and I'll tell you, Harvey, you 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 are the the expert when it comes to this, and I'm glad we've got you on with us today. Harvey Neiman is a retired law professor and lawyer, now a stock portfolio manager, now serving as president and chief investment officer of Neiman Funds Management LLC that he operates in partnership with his son Daniel. And the website customizewallstreet.com is the official website. Are there any specific areas of the country, or maybe certain types of industries that need more jobs to be created? to help us achieve a full economic recovery? Well, I, I, I do know I'm, I live on, on one other coast. I live on the West Coast, and uh, millions of people live on the other coast, the East Coast. And there the economies tend to recover quicker historically. So it's the great middle America, the Midwest, the mountain ranges, and the rural parts of America that need job creation and industries there, such as farming, uh, such as uh, resources, whether it's lumber uh, in one area, whether it's mining in another area, we, ha- we have to learn to actually uh, be productive again. And, and I would guess that uh, to, to, to include everybody in the recovery, uh, those areas that were robust 
in the early 1900s, the late 1800s, are not as robust uh, these days, and we need to return to uh, maybe encourage certain manufacturing uh, goes to Des Moines, Iowa, for example, or or technology. Uh, not all of it occur, should occur in Silicon Valley in the Bay Area of California. Maybe um, maybe uh, places uh, in uh, northern Texas or or just other parts of the country where there are populations that need uh, need encouragement and enthusiasm for corporate America to create jobs there. Those those are my views. We've got Harvey Neiman with us today. He joins us live here on our big broadcast. And Harvey has been on CNBC, Fox Business. He's been interviewed by the Wall Street Journal, Barron's, and many other publications. And his book, Customized Wall Street, is now available. Also check out CustomizedWallStreet.com. As, uh, as the economy advances in the world of technology and digital age, how will the effort to create more jobs coincide with the educating and training of people to fulfill those jobs? Well, you know, uh, uh, that's also a great question, Jiggy. Uh, during the presidential campaign, we heard a lot from, uh, you know, from the candidates uh, from the other party. Bernie Sanders was very vocal and, and it created a lot of attention. Uh, Hillary Clinton uh, was the forerunner and, and, and lost the race uh, to Mr. Trump. But their voices were heard and if you're going to create an economy with more jobs, maybe the Trump administration will have to pay attention to the education facet of that. That means the colleges, the universities, and even trickle down to elementary and, and high school education. I, I think this country might be lagging the uh, other European and other uh, Asian countries in the preparation of our people for the digital jobs and, uh, and make it affordable. If one wants to go to an Ivy League school, uh, in today's economic world, a family has to be prepared to, to spend upwards of $150,000 over a four-year college education, uh, and, and there should be a way that perhaps corporate America, who's going to benefit, makes greater contribution toward that cost and not rest at all on the taxpayers or the banking lenders who make all the loans for, for the uh, so I, I don't have a full answers, but we need to get our education in sync with the growing of uh, the modern scientific jobs, the uh, technology jobs. That's yeah. our future in this country. That's our future in this country. We've got Harvey Neiman with us today. He joins us live here in our broadcast each and every week. And... Uh, we discussed some of the different issues of the day, and today uh, we've got the main man over at CustomizedWallStreet.com with us today, and uh, crafting the recovery is the topic today, and Harvey Neiman, of course, is uh, got Customized Wall Street. It is a fantastic book. It's a practical and comprehensive guidebook to help you take control of your financial future. The complimentary website is CustomizedWallStreet.com. You can learn more about Harvey and taking control of your money over there. And final question here, my friend, will the potential of full, full-time employment basically in America also translate into more people saving and investing for their own retirement over and above the reliance on just Social Security? Will this current labor force generation be better off when they retire than the current retired generation? Do you address any of this in your book? Well, I, I definitely address uh, in my book, Customize Wall Street, uh, a broad spectrum of, of saving and investing toward retirement and the 